Jeff, he's asking if you want to do Captain Pike. <laughs> he said no. yes twice. <laughs> Wait, is that a no? Captain I don't know Pike, what But in the voice of uh, Peter Griffin. I thought that was a no. Yeah, twice. two beeps is twice. no. Two is no. That's, that's the joke, though. Yeah. He said okay. yes twice. That's yeah. the, yeah. <laughs> Do you right. get it now, Well, lad. I've made my contribution for the night. That's I guess right, I'm going on. I'm going home. Yeah, you have a contribution? Write to us. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. <laughs> Jeff, I'd like you to do... I'm out. I'd like you to do Captain Pike... As uh, Cleveland Brown. Boop. Boop. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. All right. Uh, Jeff, uh, yes. is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Die no. Hard is no, a Christmas movie. No, as Captain Pike. Oh. Boop. Okay, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> you really want to have this discussion, don't you? I do. I, I do, do too. <laughs> Well, you know what? The floor is open. Who has an argument for or against? Well, I was going to say, I, I, I was reading a list of quote-unquote best Christmas movies the other day, and I realized that I am not a huge fan of Christmas movies. I would say... What a shock. The, 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 three, the three Christmas movies that are my favorite are uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Friday the 13th. Scrooged. And Die Hard. Scrooge Those are my three favorite Christmas movies. Die Hard's okay. not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas Friday movie. Friday the 13th was a Christmas movie? No, but he thinks it is. I didn't say Friday the 13th. <laughs> Torgo said Friday the 13th. But he said it with such authority, I figured maybe it was, and I just missed that. You don't remember? Wait, 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 wait. The... Barry, hold up a second. When has Torgo been in the authority on anything? <laughs> Toilet paper? The for- I mean, the his... forest is green. The blood is red. Christmas. I like it. <laughs> That's true. I choose to believe I mean, that's, that's true. true. He he gets you with that kind of shit every time, <laughs> and know. you always fall for it. I have hope. I have hope that maybe maybe he's trying to be lawful good. I'm offended because Jeff. What, okay, let me go back through them. Yeah. Your your three favorite yes. Christmas movies of yes. all time. Yes. Are Scrooged. Yep. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Of and Friday the Thirteenth. It makes no, no sense. No, I never said Friday the Thirteenth. I said <laughs> Die Hard. But but so but that's what I'm saying. The, the kids, the kids are having sex. They're being naughty, right? So, so Jason. Oh, so Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, well, so Jason yes. is Krampus. Okay. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay, I mean, come so, on. I'm okay, saying it's Christmas. Okay, okay. So yeah. I stand corrected. Jeff's favorite Christmas films are National Lampoon, Scrooged, and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay. Oh, for yeah. God's sakes. I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, you know director's cut. Jason comes out of the chimney and just starts hacking away. I'm offended, Jeff. Where does Gremlins fit in all this? <laughs> uh, and and express a popu- unpopular opinion. I don't like a Christmas story. I've never that, been a fan of that movie. Oh my! Everybody, wow. everybody freaks out when I say that, but I'm going to say it right here America? on the podcast. Yeah, really, because and, and I think so. it's I think it's a very blah story overall. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's not a it's not a a full plot. It's a series of vignettes. I will say it definitely appeals to a certain age range because there are per- people that are older than I that vehemently <laughs> defend that movie. Like it's like it's a personal I'm not attack that much when I tell you, Jeff. <laughs> 
Like, people take it as a personal attack when I say I don't like it. I said, yeah, if you like it, that's yeah. fine. That's right. Fuck you. That's Listen, right. I'm about to book your eye out. Yeah. But I, I'm just not. <laughs> You're talking about the one where the kid licks the pole, right? Holy yeah. Yes. I've never seen it. I am not responsible for that joke. I have never seen a Christmas story. Yeah, wow. you're not missing Would you please write that down? No. You know that list <laughs> that I'm supposed to be keeping of all the movies that I am that I am delinquent in showing you? No. That's, that's on it. That's you a, made me watch Bad Santa many Christmases because that's Barry's favorite Christmas movie. That's yes, Christmas it is. Movie. It's, a, a, pretty, it's how, a pretty terrible movie. How dare you? <laughs> that's different. That's different. So I'm not going to watch this one. No. Because no. you made me watch that one. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You're missing out on wow. that. Wow. Am I? Classic. I don't think so. Now, who was it that said every episode is going to turn into marriage counseling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But I, I, I did find that interesting there that Barry agrees with me that Die Hard's a Christmas movie and Deb is very It's not. Much it is a action. Defend your statement, oh, right. ma'am. You know what? Lethal the, Weapon is a Christmas movie. Before the defense and the claws, welcome to Geek Shock number 618. I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. And Deb. And we're here to talk, okay, Christmas movies to start. Okay. Jeff, you have thrown the gauntlet uh-huh. Defend some. Defend. Okay, Deb. Why is Friday the Thirteenth one of the best Christmas movies? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Freddy, right? It's no. Freddy. Wow! Jason? Wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> I don't watch horror. <laughs> Your argument just got. Torgo's I don't ha- watch horror. Torgo's having a stroke. Are you Tor- me? He's dead. Torgo literally had a seizure there. It was. <laughs> I don't watch horror great. movies. Nightmare on Elm Street is Freddy. The only one I've really actually actively wanted to see was The Grudge, and I regretted it because it had Sarah Michelle Gellar. I loved her at the time. You're like, Buffy, y'all! Yes, and I regretted it after watching that movie. The actual question was, can you please defend your statement that Die Hard is is not not. a Christmas movie? Okay. Takes place at a Christmas party. (laughs) Do you have It is an action movie. It's Christmas, Theo. It's a time of miracles. It is an action movie. Yes. That takes place during Christmas. Christmas okay. Movie. Okay. Rudolph Christmas, is an action movie. Christmas movies mm-hmm. have some kind of message or something that they're trying to tell about the spirit of Christmas or the whole like. Or maybe like the importance of family. Listen, go yes, to the coast. But Die Hard does have not do laughs. that. Yeah, what, he reconnects with his ex with his wife. <laughs> oh, he gets oh to go home God. and have Christmas oh, with his family. Snap. I mean, I, I I don't know what other elements you want me to include. Yeah, I don't know really. what more you want for Christmas than a million zillion dollars. Okay, yeah. right. It's not a Christmas movie. I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. There are millions says, oh, of oh, people oh. that would disagree with you. <laughs> and there's people that would, would agree with me, too. Much much smaller demographic, yeah, but, but they're sure. Yeah, I, and I think that when the arrow goes through Kevin Bacon's throat, that is the ultimate Christmas tree experience. It is. What the fuck what, are you talking about? You I, talking she's about? talking about Friday the 13th, a Christmas movie. Nobody, 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 nobody but you is talking about Friday the 13th. Nobody but you is talking about Friday the 13th. I've no heard one. nothing but defense of Friday the 13th all around this table since we began. Boy, that stroke hit you hard. You, you are you are clearly brain damaged, sir. <laughs> some, some, something really went bad you know, when, when she right. said that. You started having a seizure Listen, about right. not having seen. It takes place at Nakatomi Campgrounds. Oh, okay. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right. <laughs> camp, camp, camp Nakatomi. Camp, camp Nakatomi Lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is rightful. Oh, yeah. There's another element. Christmas music. In the story. In the, it's it's in the weaved story. throughout. Yes. Yeah. Starting like off with none less than Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis Queens. Mm-hmm. 
one of my favorite Christmas songs. That Lisa says a lot about you, starts with Christmas music. So would you call Sleepless in Seattle a Christmas movie? Uh, I haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle, so I can't. You've never I can't, seen Sleepless? Oh. What? Can't say yay or nay oh. on that one because I haven't seen it. So is this oh. what's going to happen here? We're going to be have a movie marathon. <laughs> we're going to watch Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch Sleepless in Seattle, and we're going to watch Friday the Thirteenth and compare them all. As I love movies. this. Yeah. <laughs> you got to throw Scarface in there because I've yet to see it all the way through. <laughs> what? <laughs> You only want to include Scarface in there because of the mountain of snow, right? Exactly. (laughs) It's a hard watch. It really is. Say hello to my little friend. But that's the only thing you can remember of it because it's a hard thing to watch. Especially almost 40 years later, the the scene chewing by all the actors is, I mean, no no less than the Pacino, but God damn that movie Mm. is, is, is filled with scene chewing. And the disco. Oh. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah, it's the early 80s. I mean, time period. <laughs> the world is yours, man. <laughs> oh, disco. Ugh. Have a disco Christmas. We were talking about how Disco's Scrooge is your favorite. What is that? No, Scrooge is your favorite movie, right? Of all time? No. Okay. Then what are we talking about? I like Scrooge. Oh, okay. But that's just because it's, it's quality freaking Christmas hilarious. Movie. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, Bill Murray really sells that film. But is it a Christmas or is it just a movie that takes place during Christmas? No, I mean, it's about, like, the spirit of Scrooge and Christmas. Spirit of Scrooge? The spirit of Scrooge. Scrooge. It is. Well, I'm now, all about the spirit of Scrooge. Hey, you, you can't blame Deb for that. Look who she lives with. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, boy. You said something interesting. A Christmas movie is about, like, the spirit of Christmas, which is something about, like, redemption. or right? I didn't say redemption. Or what do you, what oh, is the boy. spirit of Christmas? What does that mean? So it's about thinking of other people. You know, not putting yourself first. Oh well, but this rule come from wait. John McClane <laughs> thought of John McClane thought didn't of do everybody, that? Yeah. all of the, everybody that was being when held he hostage ran and didn't across think about anything. That class. Yes, he was not being selfish. No, that's right. He's also a cop, and it's kind of his job to run across glass. So, it no, was his, his job is to eat donuts and give out tickets. <laughs> so, so it, let me, it was his job to solo chaos. fight a whole bunch of terrorists in a building. In a city that he wasn't a resident in. That's well, ter- right. Terrorist, uh, uh, come on, they're hair models. Come on, the, the, hair the, models. the 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 what, the Swedish guy. What's yeah. his name? The 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 cop that who was on the outside. Yeah, yeah him. He's hanging around trying to help John. Oh, the dad um, from Family Matters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Does he go home? I know. I honestly. Would I you have... want to go home to have Urkel in your house? <laughs> I'd stay out as long as I could. Yeah. I have two words. Two words. That will be the ultimate sell as to why this is a Christmas movie. And Broccoli candy? There will be no other further argument. Oh, shit. Alan Rickman. Done. Alan Rickman why makes everything make a Christmas, Christmas I don't, movie. I don't get it. Because Alan Rickman is fucking awesome. Alan he Rick- is. Alan Rickman He's amazing. Is, Alan Rickman is the spirit of Christmas. Robin Hood is a great Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter <laughs> is a great Christmas movie. Christmas yes. movie. Christmas oh, yes. Movie. Actually, one of them, I mean, every book they do Christmas. So, But they, does that make it a Christmas, Christmas movie because oh, they do Christmas? Because oh, guess where they do Christmas? Shit. Die Hard. Shit. <laughs> That's why I asked, is Sleepless in Seattle considered a Christmas movie? Because I never saw it either. Didn't see it. Oh, my God. On these parameters, yes, it is. Well, well, let's explore that parameter a little bit here. Let the Haley Joel Osment's vehicle pay it forward. Didn't see it. If that was set during Christmas, would that be a Christmas movie? Like, like if you it. like if you kept the screenplay the exact same, but you just set it during Christmas. I think if he decided to do it because it was 
he wanted to feel the Christmas spirit or something, then you could say that. I want to pause just a second, and I can I can literally hear Professor Big screaming in uh, in my head. I can hear him screaming, going, "Why am I not here that week to be on that recording?" Yeah. Wow, I can hear that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's like it's eerily. Just just put some duct tape on that invisible mouth in your head. There you go. go. It's going to be great. When he finally does come back for a visit, we're going to refuse to talk about everything he wants to talk about. He's going to have notes. He goes, well, now that I'm back, I got some notes for you. Yeah, you just wait till Andy's back. And he unrolls that scroll. Christmas list. I still don't understand what what defines a Christmas movie other than it being set at Christmas, about Christmas... And there's some kind of Christmas spirit in there somewhere. And there's Christmas music. Okay. That, uh, Die Hard m- checks all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> How about, I'm, I'm, you know what? Friday the 13th aside. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. Uh-huh. Totally a Christmas movie. A horror movie. Yeah. But right. A Christmas movie. But, sure. there, but is, there's no Christmas, uh, for lack of a better word, redemption. That's not what you were saying. But but the, the spirit of Christmas, is, is that in that movie? You know what? I did forget to add one to my list, and it literally Santa. just popped in my head. Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Okay, where does that rate? One through, uh, one I through don't three. Know. Does it kick off one uh, through three? I'm sure there's a lot of nostalgia in there, but I used to love the Ernest movies. I haven't uh, seen one in a long right, time, you... but the Ernest Saves Christmas <laughs> used to make me laugh my ass uh, off. I'll give you this. There it. are levels to Christmas movies where there's it's totally about Christmas, like something uh-huh. like, I don't know, Christmas with the Cranks or whatever. Is that uh, really about? I don't Charlie know. Brown Christmas. Yeah. But or then Rudolph there's the movies that are reindeer, just, or, yeah. just above the line. You know, it's, it's a Christmas movie, but it's not like totally all about Christmas. Like Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Does that make more sense to you? Would you agree that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? It's just not as much of a Christmas movie as Kiss Save Santa. It's not what I would consider oh God. a Christmas movie. But that does fit with what you're saying. Is I have a different definition okay. of what makes a Christmas movie. Now, I'm going to throw Bad Santa in there, which is only about Christmas. He dresses up like Santa. There's an elf. They rob banks. There's a, there's a redemption kid. arc, you know, every, and they save Christmas at the end, and everyone's happy. I mean, it's I more of like, a Christmas movie than Die Hard. I just don't like the way in that movie he that. tortures that poor kid. It just they oh, call him that stupid. And, yeah, that kid know. is awful. I'm you all grew, in on. Did you see torture. Bad Santa too? <laughs> no, he grew up yeah. awful. Anyway, now I love Bad Santa. I think it's a great Christmas movie. Um, I'm not a Billy Bob you Thornton You don't fan, like it. So. I don't know why. I didn't say I didn't like it, but it's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's why she hates it. It's, it's your tolerable. Favorite. It's tolerable. I went to see it in the theaters, and I fell in love. Wow. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Not surprised, really. Yeah, anyway, no, no. no, not surprised, but definitely explains a lot. All right. Which is more of a Christmas movie? Um, Santa Claus versus the Martians or Friday the 13th? Oh, my God. <laughs> Are they both? Uh, is, is that an actual movie? Yeah. Yes. It Santa Claus a, versus the Martians. Stop, stop starring, trying to make Friday the 13th happen as a Christmas starring movie. Starring Piazzadora. Yes. Uh, it's an MST classic. <laughs> I would say which is more of a Christmas movie, Santa Claus versus the Martians or Kiss Save Santa? Ooh. Yeah. Kiss mm. Save Santa? Like the band? Yes, like the band. Like Gene Simmons. That was a thing? Yeah. 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 Well, it's, be- it's a better Christmas film than Kiss versus the Phantom of the Park. 
True, and it's better than the Star Wars Christmas special. Not, no, not at all. That is that is number one. <laughs> what, what, what? Number one. Life day for life. Life day. Oh. Let's just get coked up and stumble around the set. We we've been saying it wrong this whole time, Todd. It's it's Santa Claus conquers the Martians. You've been oh. saying it wrong this whole time. I can't I've said I, I, no, but I've been saying it. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's true. Oh God, we were just at Disney. We were, we were just at uh, Black Spire Outpost. Yeah, and they had all that Life Day shit there. See, it's official. That's hilarious. There you go. Ugh. Ugh. And what, Jack what? Jack Frost is another MST one that's. <laughs> Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> there are two Jack Frost movies. Yeah, be, yeah, make sure you know which one you're referring yeah. to. Yes. Not, not, not the, uh, not, not the, the, not the one, one where he comes one. back as a snowman. This is, this is literally a really horrible uh, movie. I, isn't it like a, oh, like, like a, a Dutch movie or something like that? No, no, German? I, th- I, I think it's an American film. There's one horror film. Yes, that's the one. And then there's I one think, like happy, I think the one that's called uh-huh. just Santa Claus is like the German one that's just oh, okay. almost unwatchable like if you don't have Claus the, with a K? the bots. Uh no, it's just it's just Santa Claus yes. and it's spelled correctly, but it's just if it, if you didn't if you didn't have Mike and the Bots there, it would be completely unwatchable. It's the Manos of Christmas movie. Yes. Oh, oh wow. Although now we have to make a Santa Claus. C L A W S. It's had to have been done, right? Must have, Jeff. Oh yeah, I'm uh, sure. I, I film not, historian yeah, Jeff. Not, right. Not popping directly into my brain. It's not popping directly into his. You're brain. not able to Google it quick enough. If it isn't popping directly into his brain, yeah. I say it, it we doesn't exist. TM and do it. I mean, Santa Claus. It's no Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's a uh, decent Christmas film. Uh, okay, <laughs> not not what I was expecting. There is a movie called Santa Claus. C L A W S. I bet it's a, it's a kid movie, movie yep. featuring kittens. <laughs> it's torture for everyone. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, then 2014. What about, what wow. about oh Dead Snow and and we make that during Christmas, so Christmas zombies. Yeah. Ooh. The weather outside is frightful. Um yeah. they they Baby, they, they made this movie. Oh. Um I saw previews we saw previews for it recently. It's like a B movie. They work at a retail store and it's Black Friday, and then all of the people there Black Friday start becoming zombies. Oh, I think it's yeah. called Black Friday. I, 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 it, yeah. is called, it is called Black Friday, yeah. and it has um, actors. Yes, <laughs> real zombies. Oh, I was going to wow. say it's got Bruce Campbell in it. Yes. but God damn it! I, yeah, it has a bunch of other actors you'll recognize, but oh, but wow. who cares? Bruce Campbell. But Bruce Campbell. That's, yeah. You don't need to oh, go any okay. further than that. Well, shit. <laughs> Can't on that. I know. I come up with these great ideas, and they've already been done. I'm behind the times. Santa Claus is your, your pinnacle of achievement. Dead snow with zombies. Oh. Nazi zombies menacing a Christmas Ooh, party. Come Nazi on. Zombies. Nazis okay. zombies. How about zombies from the moon that become, I'm sorry, Nazis from the moon that become zombies? That's already done. Yeah. Actually, um, they, Iron Sky or something. They became zombies? Wait, no, I don't know if they became zombies. No. I don't think so. What am I thinking of? The first Iron Sky was awesome. That was <laughs> I'm crazy. mixing it up with Dead Snow. There's a lot going on uh, at this table. Dead Snow is great. Yeah. This whole mess has been brought to you by sponsors this week. <laughs> 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 Who insist on what, making you watch actual Christmas movies. So enjoy yourselves. Our, Whatever your Christmas uh, movie is, whether it's Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, enjoy whatever Christmas Halloween. movie you enjoy. Halloween, yeah. White Christmas. Let, 
Yes. I'm a leprechaun. Uh, first of all, the Gathering the Fallen is still happening. J.R. Yes. Conkle's book. It was free this weekend. I hope you picked it up on Amazon for you Kindle readers. And the uh, first book was only 99 cents. Yes. So, and, yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure how long that's going on. If that's still 99 cents now or not. But either way, the books aren't that expensive. So go ahead and pick one up. It helps a fellow Shock Monkey out, and they are good books. Yeah. I'm halfway through the first one once again. It's a so. super value, for yes. sure. Yes. And if you do read it and you, uh, well, frankly, however you feel about it, put a review on Amazon to help out J.R. Conkle and the show. And how many reviews he gets, we're going to uh, give some bonus things for. So if he gets 15 new ratings, Deb will read news you don't give a shit about. 30 new ratings. Okay, we're going to do the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet, but the part of Romeo is going to be the man baby and Juliet's going to be my bard character. Oh, guy. <laughs> All right. Um, why is he suddenly right. hesitating? That's right. Uh, 45 new ratings. Uh, Jack, uh, Jeff, Jack, uh, Jack Frost will receive the receipt. God, is it an hour and a half already? <laughs> Jeff. What's all those energy drinks you're drinking there, man? Jeff has Ugh. to recite the lyrics of certain mix of lots. I like big butts as Paul Mattingly impersonating Mumra. And at 60 new ratings, the Geek Shock team needs to do Geek Shock sports report on the NFL wins and losses of the previous week. Yeah. Jesus, a poor acid into my eyes. Uh, but those are the bonus. But the review has to be in by Christmas. So if you are Coming going up. to join in, join in quickly. We're going there. Getting and we have close. one more sponsor. Oh, very important one. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Black Sacrament Tattoo. BlackSacramentTattoo.com, uh, located in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's an all tattoo shop for nerds, all female artist owned and operated. Yeah, so I went and got my uh, Ravenclaw tattoo this weekend. Um, Jordan Lee was the artist. She's also uh, the owner. Really cool. Um, you walk in this place. It is decked out like Skyrim. Skyrim is her favorite video game. She said she's played over 50 like runs of it. Um, it was it was awesome. Like she even had like the details of the little icons on the doors to like designate quest this way or exit. And in the bathroom there was like a you know a wicker basket that had bow and arrow and then it had like foot bones and stuff and it was really it. cool it so much it was so awesome i had an overwhelming urge to eat 10 wheels of cheese <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't it didn't it didn't click with me with black sacrament until i walk in i'm like oh this is kind of nerdy in here it's super cool and i'm like what's yeah what's we sat down mean? i was and then there was this black hand with under underneath the words we know and i was like oh, that's from skyrim i know that well because that was the the thing that clicked in my head with the game of the inspiration to try and do that crazy prank on Torgo about four or five years ago. And, it, and <laughs> then I look around. destroyed your soul. Yes, yes it did. But this place is great. Yeah, and um, Jordan is amazing. Her detail work, I will post a picture so you guys can see it. It's, I'm very, very happy with my tattoo. It's amazing. I should have slipped her 20 bucks and said, make it a Slytherin tattoo. <laughs> oh. no. she, she would probably have to get more than 20. Maybe I should get a tattoo of an arrow through the knee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sponsoring this show. And thank you to all of our Kofi members. You, you asked us to do a uh, Patreon ages ago. And we are still blown away at the amount of support that you've, you've given us. So thank Yay, you so thank much, you Kofi members. And even if you're not a Kofi member, thank you for listening to the show and spreading the word. It's, you know, we couldn't do it without you, listener. So thank you. However, you should become a Kofi listener because 
I'm, I'm like picking. I'm picking. <laughs> I mean, a Kobe supporter, and I'm picking up this sticker as if to show the camera that doesn't exist. That's great audio, Barry. That's all, folks. Yeah, I know. Um, you can get great Geek Shock stickers. The stickers just came in the mail, and more are coming uh, this week. Uh, we're going to be sending those out to our uh, Kofi members very soon. We got bumper stickers. And speaking of Kofi bonuses, we have started a new series for our Kofi members. It's a live play game series, and we are basing it on the card game uh, Super Fight. Uh, Super Fight is a very simple argument game. Uh, I'll just basically go over the rules. There is a deck of black cards and white cards. The white cards are a subject, whether it is a historical figure or a animal or it could be any kind of thing, as some person or something. And the rest, the black cards, are all powers of some sort, both good and bad. You get three black cards, three white cards. You choose one of each, and that is your person and power. And then you have to argue against somebody else who has also picked a person and power. Then there is a throw in where an extra black card gets thrown in at random that you have to accept for your character and then the argument happens and then everyone else decides in the group who won the fight. We are using this as a format to put together our own Avengers style super group. The first episode is already up for Kofi members. Hold and on, this- I gotta stop you there. That's X-Men. <laughs> 90s X-Men to be exact. <laughs> Not Avengers. And I know you're doing that on purpose just to... Motherfucker. Uh, in, in other words, mission accomplished. He did it to get under your skin and guess what just happened? The fact that I look at him when I do it is not the least bit of a giveaway. No, no. not at all. Well, that and also when we used to play, uh, it was Star Wars. Wasn't it? Was it Imperial Assault or was it... The Star Wars game, because one of the symbols was oh, like yes, a circular yes, X. Yes, Every and time you, we rolled out, we like... Da, 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 and yeah. used to be like, oh. Yeah. Because that would usually screw him over. He yeah. was the oh. game master. That was... A, it was an interesting dice system where you had all sorts of different symbols, gradations of success or failure, and it was it was fun and interesting, and Paulette hated it, so we've never played it again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so go ahead. So yes. this will be an ongoing series as we put our super group together. We already got our first member. What we do with that team, who, who the hell knows? But it's about building it and playing the game. There you go. And that's what it's really about. So we have decided to make the first episode of that available to everyone. So you can see what the show is like. And of course, all episodes from there on in will, of course, be available for Kofi members. But of course, Geek Shock happens every week as it always has. Yes. Ba-na-na-na-na-na. I mean, they are Marvel. (laughs) That's Avengers, right? They are Marvel. It's all the same. God, what's... uh, um, I can't think of Super Friends. Really? All that came into my head was Battle Battle of the Planets. Okay, sort of. Wow. Yeah. I watched me some Super Friends when I was a kid. Well, I did too. I, I thought he was humming the Wild World of Sports. There's the <laughs> Agony of Defeat song. No. All right, my friends. What geeky things did you do this week? Uh, Jeb. Well, I got my Ravenclaw tattoo. Which is fucking awesome. Yes. So it was most of my Saturday. 
Um, yeah, one shot did the whole thing. Yeah, actually, I was very, wow. very impressed with myself because I, I start to get pretty antsy. For those who've had a tattoo. You don't say. <laughs> sitting still for long periods of time is not my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for those who have had tattoos, you know, after a little bit of time, it starts to get a little raw. Um, yeah. So I, I can only stand it usually for three hours. Three hours is usually my max, and then I'm ready to kind of take a break or, you know, pick it up again later. But we, we went for four and got it done. So I was, I was happy wow. about that. And then, of course, Minecraft. Oh. We restarted the server Uh-oh. on Friday. Oh, we are building a new community. We are testing out the new 1.18, which is definitely different. Oh, yeah. A lot of us are dying a shit ton more now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And you can't just go mining for diamonds and find all the other stuff that you need because now diamonds are super negative levels and not everything can be found at those levels. So They're now you have to mine like in multiple locations. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, th- that doesn't go to zero anymore? Negative 60, I think it goes to. Yes. Fuck my life. Yeah. Yes. And oh, so, it goes higher, too. So it's taking longer. Like, oh. I still don't have anything enchanted because I keep dying. To what? I What's do. killing you? Boy. Monsters, because I'm trying to find diamonds and I'm trying to get iron. Finding iron is difficult. Coal is difficult because it's, sounds like now such it's a, a different level. It is fun. It's a good game. But I mean, I understand why they do this. They're, they're changing it up. They're making it a little fresher. A lot of people who play Minecraft have played it for years. So they, they want to make it a newer game. That's why they do all the releases they do. But it's frustrating. Once you get over that hump, it'll be fine. Mark and I have had an inordinate amount of time to play this game over the last few days. And we have our enchantments. We have our brewing stuff. We're almost ready to go and get the big stuff. And then it'll it, the whole world will open up really soon. So yeah, persevere. I just, as I just built my house. You and, and built so I want to make sure hole. I can find some I can find some diamonds in my house. You built a hole in the ground. That's all what you What level built. did you build your house? Uh, I I think like it's like seventy five. <laughs> Barry Don't I, laugh at my, my height of my house. Barry, how have you not learned this by now? He either bur- burrows into a mountain to build his house or he puts a house on top of his mine and that's his house. No, that, that would be fine I, if he's, he's had, always done. Well, borrowed, a lot of people do that. I burrowed into a mountain. A lot of people do that. It's easy. <laughs> it's a safe way to get cover really quickly without Understand. having to mine a ton of Jeff, shit. His starter hovel is his end hovel. <laughs> it's never going to get better. Well, ever. He, that's not true. The last he, server, yeah. he built a nice modern looking house that we then filled with rotten flesh. That's true. Yes. Yes, yes we did. Yes. He you always builds a secondary house. He just doesn't always, we'll find it. That house was annoying because I do all my work at the mine. Yeah. And I have to walk all the way over to this house that's now, f- well, not now, but was filled with dead flesh. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> Let, you know what? Live in the mountains. Be the hobbits that you yes. are, friends. But I will tell you that the caves, oh my God, the caves are really, they did a, amazing. an amazing job. But I am really missing my shulkers because these caves are so huge now that trying to get to different places and like you have to be very careful digging because you will open it up and you will be more than 100 blocks from the floor. <laughs> like you will die. And how the fuck are you going to get back up there? Because... Holy shit, this cave is huge. <laughs> like, the cave system we have found just keeps going. We figured out a way. Just get a bucket of water and just ride the water all the way down. 
Well, so I have found, I mean, a lot of these caves have huge waterfalls. And so, yeah, definitely using that stuff. But it is, it is more challenging. I want my shulkers because how many times have I had to go all the way down to my mine and spend all the time to go all the way back up just to empty, to come all the way back down to almost die and (laughs) keep fucking dying. And the worst is we play and Jeff will be like asleep and we don't want to yell. But you have to yell. You have to yell. Yeah, Barry a couple times and I was like, shh. <laughs> Every so often. I'm sure Jeff will have woken up from a dead sleep to hear somewhere in, in, in his house, motherfucker. But <laughs> yeah, have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, but you no? do that every okay. now and then just randomly anyway. So what? how different? Yeah, what do you guys true. play on the kitchen table here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because our stuff's still not here. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have our desks. So. Has it at least left Texas? No. Nope. Nope. Don't even get us started. Nope. It has been a whole thing. It's a very sore spot there. with them. <laughs> I want I'm so my frustrated. Stuff. I actually emailed the reload company today and I was like, I'm starting to worry that they've lost our shit. And he's like, no, 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 they haven't lost it. I was like, how do you know that? Yeah, I want pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, so Kofi members, anybody that's a Kofi can join in. And of course, if you've been playing Minecraft with us in the past, you're already grandfathered in. Yep. So, yeah, the, the community is coming right back together and building something beautiful. And it's fun to see. Uh, and Barry, stay the fuck out of my hovel. Never. Come on, you guys are building a giant dick, aren't you? No, we're not Paul. No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. We're building I, a casino. Wanna, yeah. It, just, wanna. it just means if you fill his house with rotten flesh again, Barry, he's just going to build another secret room in your house that you have to go hunting for. Dude, the Ooh. thing we're building, he could build like 10 secret rooms in and I would never find them. Yeah, it's gonna but be you so smell big. them. That's the invitation. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead. ahead. It'd be like the, the <laughs> it'd be like pose the telltale heart. You'd just be like talk. hearing this thumping and go like, what the mm. fuck is that? Like the thing that I built in. Yeah, yeah. with the telltale heart. Yeah, yeah, it's very creepy. I think yeah. it'll be like Scott's son Jack. Yeah, yeah. The time he logged on, he was he was like four or five, maybe three. What? And he he just got on. He he figured out Scott's password and got on his minecraft account and a week later scott like logs on to play and he's got this huge chat stream of motherfucker what the asshole son of a because jack was smart enough to get into his account but all he knew what to do was destroy stuff oh no so he just went all around this server destroying everything and there's just tons of what are you doing fucker son of an asshole what are you so maybe that's what i'll do oh this was this was years ago this was years ago so you're gonna join just to be a destructive child yeah i'll just run around all right maybe put on a chicken suit well it's like lego right you just destroy everything and coins come out there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully at least Kirsten will be able to figure out how to move in the yeah in the, in the system. WASD. Unlike WASD. other people we know. I I learned WASD from Geek Shock because <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell had a trouble with it when I was doing World oh, of Warcraft. Another video game related thing. Uh, oh. related to your weekend geek. Uh, you said you were going to. Oh yeah, I'm gonna start Skyrim finally as soon as we get our Xbox. One day. And TV. Yeah. Yes. But I will. 10th anniversary edition just came out. Uh, I have a friend who actually is in the credits of it. Um, Yeah, I've never played. I've never played Skyrim. Wow. Just a time to come on because they just added fishing. (laughs) What? I can do that in Minecraft. 
Oh, I love it. Just it, that in GTA. Let's just keep releasing the same shit oh, over it again. That, GTA well, Five. And oh, the fishing because like the well, part of the it. wizard tortures you, and you have to give him like your pin or your credit card number. <laughs> What? You know, what? Not, what is not. your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> what is your mother's maiden name? P- what is P-H- the airspeed velocity of an P- air-laden swallow? PH fishing, Barry, not F-I. Wow. You had to explain that to me. You see, Mon. You know, I thought I had that pretty... Well, Todd laughed. I laughed. That's all I needed. Barry, it's PH balance for a man, but made for a woman. Your joke was funny. His was not. (laughs) So, Matt, going back to what you said, I think they do that a lot because creating the new games takes them so long. Oh, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. They they, they do what they're supposed to be doing. No, they are. But they want (laughs) to... Holy fuck. They want to fill the gaps while people are waiting for the new game. I just see, like, the the game director come walking in. What are you guys doing? Uh, Skyrim 25th anniversary edition. Good job. It goes into his office. That's all they fucking does, isn't it? You, you know what, though? It's our fault as a gaming community. Hands down. Yes, it is. Because we keep buying it. Yeah. yeah. What did you say to Andy and I when we would talk about buying Call of Duty only for the zombies game? You guys are the reason Call of Duty sucks. <laughs> That's not true. Teenagers who freaking camp people and just kill everyone are the reason that game sucks. You get better. <laughs> no. Do- not if you keep dying. <laughs> It was, forces you to get better. <laughs> I was going to say dude bros who only play Call of Duty are the reason that game is so popular and is so shitty. That's actually true. That Listen, is. you be nice until it's time not to be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's my least favorite thing about WoW is the damn campers. I hated camping. What is the fucking point? It's not fun. You need, you need what Stephanie had, a Lewis. Because she was trying to like level and stuff and kept getting ganked by this one guy. And Lewis was like, okay, fine, I'll take care of it. And he logged in on her account. And that guy would come soaring in on his fucking winged unicorn or whatever the fuck he was on. And he'd be, and and Lewis would just, and then Lewis would just follow him around. Eventually, the guy was begging him, please leave me alone. I didn't leave my wife the fuck alone. I will. I will. Just stop. And then Stephanie could play. Works. Yeah. yeah. Lewis and I used to play in the same guild. And some of the guild would, we wouldn't camp people. But we, now this was, oof, this was like 10 years ago. Uh, we wouldn't camp people. Oh, yeah, I know. We. <laughs> We would do uh, murder sprees. What? Where we would go around and just murder, 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 murder the NPCs. alliance. And then we would go around and murder all the starting NPCs for the alliance as well. And so people couldn't leave. get their quests. We wouldn't camp, but we would no, happily murder. No. You guys also took kids to strip clubs. So Listen, you would, I've you heard would, about your what? guild. You, you would have been crushed. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> let's, let's, let's just pause here. <laughs> And, and and think think about that statement. Oh, your cackle. And uh, Barry, would you like to elaborate? No comment. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know who I am. <laughs> Welcome back to town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt. Nothing. God damn. It. <laughs> You had to have done something. Man, and he's got an escape now that you're not there to uh, snitch him out. I know. That's right. Nothing. You've been watching Christmas movies, right? 
Maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's what's your favorite Maybe. Christmas movie, Matt? A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Followed yeah. by a White Christmas. Followed by White Christmas. Which is my favorite. Uh, movie. Then Love the White third Christmas. would be Home Alone, probably. Yeah, that's a good solid choice. Yeah. God, yeah. Home Alone. <laughs> what's wrong with that one, Jeff? Oh, besides the fact that you have a sociopath uh, lead character that is basically killing these robbers that have no interest in harming him until know, after that... he they fucks around oh. with him. <laughs> they have no interest in harming him until afterward. Are you are you saying Kevin McAllister's the villain? Yeah, have you not seen those videos on YouTube? There's several of them. It's no, fan- yes. it's it's a fascinating study in psychology. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, uh, it's actually very. They they do do point by point show how he could have easily avoided the situation by and, calling the cops. Yeah, that's right. Because that um, state does not have a stand your ground law. It's called Ooh. a movie. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I know, but it's yeah. it's. I'm just saying it's a fascinating study in the psychology of the. Uh, Although this this particular take does sound like the plot for the brand new one. Yes, because I I haven't watched it, but. I'm hearing terrible things about it. Oh, yeah, cool. Will. But hey, it's so, a Christmas movie, so watch it. So two innocent thieves are getting persecuted by this little shit stain. <laughs> well, on the new one, apparently they're not thieves. Oh. Yeah, the they're trying to get back some expensive doll that he's gotten a hold of somehow that well, they, belongs they, to them. Yeah, apparently that they think he stole, and then it turns oh out it was God. like at their home all the time or something stupid like that. Yeah, oh, it's, it's... Wow. It was all a misunderstanding. That's some plot Uh, pretzeling there. Good Lord. And it's like even worse because it's like the the husband and wife are losing their house. Uh, It's like getting foreclosed on. (laughs) And they discover they have this antique doll that could save them from bankruptcy and save their house. And... All they wow. want is the doll back, and and this, the yeah, downtrodden are the yeah, villains. This, yeah, this, exactly. This it's, is Christmas all over it. <laughs> wow, it's a really bizarre bl- plot. How did that I, get made? I was sitting there watching that, going, "Holy shit, this is terrible!" Now, idea Disney for plots. a movie. <laughs> Fun fact, though. Yeah, the MacAllister house is on Airbnb. It is. I know. You yeah, can really? sit there. You can. Sit there. So, so is the can... Christmas Story movie uh, house. That you can you can actually rent that out and the movie is I can rent the movie yeah you can live there they can live in the movie yeah the house that they filmed it in is available for Santa will kick you in the face I actually looked at the listing it's actually being um, rented out by Buzz McAllister (laughs) the owner name (laughs) so he grew up to to rent out the family home I I like that someone's larping this this is wonderful yeah Adam the Woo stayed at the Christmas Story home a couple of years ago. So that's how I that's how I learned about it. Okay, Jeff. Well, Jeff, what'd you do this week? Uh, so I finished out uh, Dan Brown's uh, "The Lost Symbol" on Peacock. I'm kind of meh on it, to be over honest. Overall, uh, I was hoping that it was going to get better towards the last few episodes. We all do. They're definitely setting up for a second season, so I I would like to see a little bit more of that magic that Tom Hanks brought to the role. And I think it's just a, I think it's just poor writing to be overall uh, oh. to be honest overall. I think it's So it's not about Tom Hanks' magic, it's about someone's pen's magic. Well, I think I think the actors that they have are actually good, but I think the material is lacking and okay. that's But Tom Hanks could have saved it. 
Well, possibly. You know, Torgo, I got to say, you're, you're on fire this episode. I love it. I'm sorry? You're on fire this episode. Man, he gets the it. goddamn Red Bull. He's had a Red Bull. <laughs> I love it. He's He's Jeez. got some wings, apparently. <laughs> Stop <laughs> drinking energy drinks. <laughs> They're no good for you. Yeah, really. Yeah, especially with your blood pressure, dude. No, yeah, man, you should not be drinking those. The fuck? No, but they make me very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I was hoping, I guess, for more, but sadly, it didn't go where I wanted it to. Well, um, so Well, you've that, saved me some time. Yes. Um, I would probably say it's not worth your time. Wow. I also got caught up on Star Trek Discovery. This last episode was really good. It was a Tilly-centric story, so I really liked it. She's oh. one of my favorite characters on the show. I've been forgetting um, to do that. Uh, that was pretty awesome. I also got to watch last night when I got home from work the most current episode of Hawkeye. And that was a really good episode. I can't say a lot about this episode because this episode is filled with spoilers that have been foreshadowed in the series. So if you're watching the series, you probably know where it's going. But More track uh, shoots? Yes, but not entirely. I don't want to give anything away. but um, <laughs> They introduce the boxing glove arrow, don't they? No. Yeah, <laughs> that I can definitively say no. no. Okay. There's no boxing love arrow. I'm out. Yeah. But uh, really? definitely more examples of how good Jeremy Renner really is as an actor, mm. and I think he's very underrated as an actor. I, you know what, dude? This series they're using him. It's I don't know if he demanded it. He said the only way I'm going to do this is butt, or if the writers were like, you know, what? he's doing it for butt. But? Yeah. Um, apparently, he his original contract is he was supposed to get a Hawkeye movie, and Kevin Feige Fige. Li- looked at the uh, the possibilities of doing a movie, and he felt like the Disney Plus series would be better. So he had a sit down with Jeremy Renner, and they Ooh, both agreed that in order to do a more expansive story, doing a, a six yes. part a six, a six part um, series on Disney Plus would be more beneficial to the character than doing a a two-and-a-half to three-hour movie tops. Mm. Plus, apparently, they offered him butt, so how could he say no? Right. Hey. And uh, and then, I'll of course, you had a little, they had a little America's bit more flexibility ass. with... Yeah, Chris Evans there, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, you want this? There's some butt. That is America's ass. Uh-huh. I love that scene. <laughs> and, Renner, and Renner's like, yep. Which, by the uh, way, you did see the first episode, right? Uh, Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm all but the last episode I'm caught up. But? The, I, didn't, I wasn't paid in it, but sure. <laughs> the musical... At the beginning, yes, I've sat there and I'm like, Todd must be loving this right now. <laughs> oh, the on. Avengers musical. The, yeah, the I Avengers. Do this. Oh, I don't. Okay. I you know, like I, I don't want to get spoilers, <laughs> but it's been in a couple of the trailers right now. There is an Avengers musical in that first episode, and the writing for the music and the lyrics for the the songs was brilliant. I honestly think they could stage this thing. Yeah. I hope uh, they don't. Uh, a little off-Broadway theater. Oh. You don't think so? It's too cheesy. Yeah. It's, it I works for the don't. bit it's in the show. If you sure. try to do it, it's too cheesy. Wow. It's too much. I, yeah, I don't think you would have to. Let's, all, let's, get, all, let's get all serious about this, please. But but you're right. I'm not going to tell you how many times I rewound it. <laughs> but yeah, that, it was fun. Did that, you rewind it to do. see the part where Jeremy Renner's drinking out of a cup that says Thanos was right? <laughs> <laughs> I do love the part where he just like... Yeah, I fought Thanos. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> the couple times where he just turns his hearing aid off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're 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 using him. They're using yeah. him, and they're it's wonderful. 
It's really wonderful. Yeah, I, I still got to watch the first episode. You <laughs> oh, dude, watched it. You need to dude, watch it. you will no. enjoy it. He is good, and it's 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 a good story. You watch it, that Devil Watch Christmas story. All will be right go. in the world. There you go. I I gotta say though, I I still feel like Vera Farmiga was maybe a last minute replacement or something. I don't know because the mom. Yeah. yeah, and and I've seen her in plenty of movies, and I think she's she's a fantastic actress. But I don't Godzilla. know what it is about this particular series that it feels like she's out of place. It's I think she it's, does. She feels like she's shoehorned in somehow. I think it's kind of like a chemistry thing. It could maybe be. she is shoehorned in. Maybe the character, but because I know they did some reshoots, but not like because the, um, I'm. I, I don't want to lay it all at uh, I, I I don't want to lay any of it at Steinfeld's feet actually but but um, she's really clicking with Renner right but well I, and even for me that's where she is being the most effective even the stepfather character she's clicking really well that kind of sure. adversarial nature yeah kind of sort of I'm not I'm not completely into that yeah I'm not I'm not completely sold on that. But she's clicking with Renner. Oh, and definitely. So, you know, so there could be, that could be part of it. I'm not going to lay it all at Verifarmer. And there's, there's, feet, but. there's more uh, Steinfeld interaction with other actors in this current episode, and I, I don't want to give Seinfeld it away. Like yeah. But yeah, I hear that too. <laughs> there's great interaction with her and, and some of these other actors in this current episode. So a once you watch snap? this. Who came up with that? Once you watch oh, this current this episode. Yeah. Every half of everybody dead? But yeah, I can't wait for you to, to see the next episode and, and then uh, pick your brain on that I one. just, I had a, well, never mind about me. Um, Gosh, I think that's everything. I'm, right. I'm just trying to remember because I, I I did a lot of uh, you, you, house organizing. You set up a week. you set up a boss uh, entertainment room. Yes, there. I had a lot that's, of help though. So uh, thanks for the help, know. Barry and Dove. And, and we can see the surface of your kitchen counter. We had to lock and them up. and when I came in, folks, for this recording, he was like, I, I, "There's some device, and he's cleaning his floor." <laughs> so it's called a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, is that what that was? That it it doesn't look like one. Well, it's, oh well, it's Jeff. So it it's looks like be, a mechanical yeah. swizzle brush thing or something. Yeah, I don't know. Jeff doesn't just the vacuum. He he gets like super yeah. sci-fi vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Where is Barty? By the way, he's in the bedroom. Oh. Yeah. Um, we don't want Matt to like stop breathing. Swell up. Yeah. Well, well, well that, that's, that's, that's part of the fun of it. I'm willing to bet <laughs> Barty is not going to affect Matt. And Matt's just going to be like, it, it's all kit. You see, that's why I hate kit. No. Because oh. it's all kit. Is that what you're calling my cat I, now? Barty. 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 Yes. All these other names. Bart yes, I know. Or Bartimaeus are um, the only two acceptable um, names. Imagine that. All that pretentious <laughs> dross. And I'm going with Barty. Have we Who? told you like where it. Bartimaeus comes from? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book series. The Bartimaeus Trilogy. The first book is called The Amulet of Samarkand. Um, of what? And he's Samarkand. like a goblin or something, right? Bartimaeus? He's a demon. So in this world... so way off. So he's a trickster yeah. demon. Bartimaeus is Ooh. a trickster demon. Which Go is on. Like a, so which I like this. So I like, like this. A, like a djinn. So like something. when he claws no, Barry, not, it's kind not, of funny. So <laughs> No, he just claws my floor, floor mat over there. Now it, it, By it, the back door. Right. By the back yeah. door. With the, and, but he, does he ever get the amulet of summer? <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
my god so okay what? this world what? is set up did i hear this and world? we just lost half yeah, our listeners we did. <laughs> so this world the wizards get their power by summoning <laughs> demons okay so the more powerful demon you can summon and control the more powerful the wizard well so the if wizards, you've got summer you're going to be controlling some awful powerful Samarkand, demons. Samarkand, Amulet, Samarkand. Is, is it is it the U.S. Samarkand. or the British one there that you're talking about? <laughs> oh, because that makes a huge difference. It's always British. Person. Okay, I, I don't, I, 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 won't use it because first of all, okay, here we go. <laughs> if you're, here we go. Here's the if you're being, if you're being an asshole, right? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you use terms like that, the yeah. c word, the n word, whatever. Yeah. Samarkand. You were, yeah, Samarkand. Had me a blast. You. You're having a blast. What? I'm. Th- I'm in. I'm in the Grease musical. Go on. <laughs> you're. What you're doing is, you're being an asshole, but right. you're also opening up to a derail. It's yeah. like now whatever, whatever you're fighting about, it's all about the word. Right. But I love the British use of it because the British, the way I view it, is like that hair above asshole. It's yeah. like no, he's not just an asshole. And they use it so he's casually. A c- Yes, and well, I'll, so I'll use say, it referring yeah. to guys. Australians, I, but yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't throw it at no the women's. Mm-mm. But you know, I mean, bitch is okay. No, I'm kidding. But uh, if you're being a, c- I'm gonna call you one. I don't care. There what you your go. Gender is. Oh well, look at this guy. See, and everybody's cringing with me and summer. C- but there's everybody? Barry being totally. Because you're just trying to shoehorn it in. You just like saying it is all. <laughs> Oh, I'm saying it. I'm not meaning it. Okay, I got you. You just have like a witness me moment there. Because <laughs> I saw you said that. And like the look that she gave you. You were like, witness me. Deb is a... C-. Whoa. <laughs> no. I don't Whoa. think... I don't think That's Barry, what you're saying. I don't think... No. That's what I got. Dude, I, he's still alive. Okay, he's he, they've never had that argument where it went to that level because he's sitting here <laughs> with blood in his body and his face still on his face. After what, 12 years, Deb? Right? 13. Yeah, 13. There you go. So, so you know, yeah. Barry may be a c- but he's not he's a not stupid a c- c- <laughs> I'll accept well, it. I'll accept it. He's, he's a stupid c- but he's not an irrationally Barry. stupid c- <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is someone's first episode. (laughs) Well, it's definitely beaten a record of some sort. (laughs) So, yeah, I call him Barty. (laughs) I like how you circled back there. Well, you got to close the... He says... Todd says, refer to what you were talking about at the end. That's right. (laughs) Barty, I like it. Barty, by the way, is a beautiful cat. That is one beautiful cat. And that sleek coat, very friendly. Circle back again. Yeah. He actually bothers me. He does? Yeah, I pat him and my arm was on fire. You're shitting me. Dude, because it was like his coat is different from from kits and it was just like maybe this maybe this will be okay. It's the type of cat he is. It's It's the short hair cats. Yeah. All right, Kay, aside from putting me into an existential crisis, what else did you do this week? <laughs> me? Oh, I wrote a Christmas movie. You wrote a Christmas yes. movie? Yeah, it's called really? yeah, it's okay. White Christmas, but okay. it's spelled Y-T, 
Christmas. Oh, is it the band? Uh, no, it's uh, it's wow. There, there's there's a couple of where's it going with this? There's a couple of white thieves, and they're trying to break into this black kid's house. Okay, and the kid sets up all sorts of booby traps. Okay, and uh, I'm trying to make it morally gray, so you can't figure out who's the villain and who's the hero. It's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> No, I didn't write that movie. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. No. Uh, what did I do? Well, I finished some decorating. I put up a tree skirt finally on my tree. Aww. Kit loves it for lying down under the tree. So he's enjoying that. Over or under the skirt? Do you still uh, put like 400 pounds of tinsel on there? I can't. I actually, it, right? I actually built the tree. And, you know, there's leftover tinsel, just little bits of it. And then at one point, right next to his dish, I see this little coil of silver. Yep. And it's all covered in goo. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. And I'm like, my tinsel days are done. Matt will be happy to hear that. Well, our tree days are done until I figure something out. Because the last time I had my tree up, he broke one of my Frosty Friend ornaments. And I was so pissed. This is serious. My mom started collecting those for us. So... That series started in 79, and I mm. was born in 80. Yeah. So I have every single one. Except, except that one. the very first one. <laughs> oh. So breaking one of them is not a small thing. Yeah. So since that year, I haven't put my tree up because I don't know how to keep them out of Which it. Which is a shame He's because your tree, all the ornaments you have are super awesome and geeky. Just to swing this back to, you know, geek stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we usually do two trees. We have a nerd tree. Which is the best tree. And my Frosty Friends tree. Which so. is... Just My whatever. tree. I yeah. love wow. that stuff. It's fine. It's, you know. But it's not geeky because you, all your Star Wars ornaments, they play like basically the full movie. They all talk to each other. Yeah, we have the first the first run of all the ships for Star Wars. From Hallmark. Um, from Hallmark. And so they do they do A New Hope. They do the whole film. Awesome. Wow. Um, and then the, the series they've. Film? Well, not. It, the, well, highlights. But oh, okay. it talks for like eight minutes. You know Star Wars is a Christmas movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Life yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah, Life you. Day. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got, I've got, I was given Star Trek ships. See, and I had so those from when I was a kid because yeah. I was so in love with Star Trek. So I have a lot of the ones from the 80s and 90s that yeah. they were put out. I, Star Trek. I had a Star Trek tree, but now I'm not allowed to have my Star Trek tree. Well, we got to talk to the cat. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm, I'm amazed. Kit doesn't fuck with the tree. That's crazy. He literally will get on the couch and then he stares at the tree. Is it a geek tree? It's got some geeky stuff on it. Cool. The yeah. only thing that like was Star your Trek geek stuff? tree was little stuffed Ferengis. He didn't even hang ornaments. <laughs> no ornaments. He put the tree up, put lights on it, and then his little stuffed Ferengis from the experience, he would well, just sit on the tree. Well, he has a whole box of Surrounded the entire tree with these things. I you, have so many. You have to because, boy, if modern Christmas is not a Ferengi thing... But see, so yes. when we started living together and we started doing a combined nerd tree, oh dear, the Frankies are still there. They're just not the only thing on the tree. They're still there. You know, as a non-pet owner, this is what I'm hearing. If you have something that is nice and valuable and fragile, you can't do anything with it if you own a pet. Negative. This is, this is what I'm negative. hearing negative. from all negative. of you. Negative. 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 Uh, negative. I beg to differ. <laughs> Meg doesn't bother with the tree at all either. We have it yeah. set up. We yeah. got the train but all around. The train's he, moving all I around. I can't have tinsel, but but I can, but he totally has no other problem with well, it. And, and Taz never 
Yeah, Jade either. Jade never touched it. Taz loved, when I used to do cotton bailing on the, as a tree skirt, he loved to just curl up in that and just I'm not sit s- all day. I'm not so. specifically referring to the tree, because what other things has Meg broken? Well, you, you mean audio cables. Yeah. Matt? <laughs> Nothing really. <laughs> Nothing at all. No, she destroys her to own toys, not okay. our show. Well, and well, you and know, audio cable. cables are her the toys. The one cable. Yeah. The one. <laughs> they cable. taste like licorice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also, um, I uh, I actually uh, poked fun at some man babies. Oh my! Hey, you do that? Yeah, I did. You know, it's like I I joined a D and D page on Facebook, and about a month later, I. Get the fuck off, because <laughs> the goddamn baby's crying, it just kills me. Usually it's DMs crying about demanding players who want to be tabaxi paladin warlocks and mirror, and that's not D&D, and it's just like, I, you know, I said it so you can only be goblins, because I'm very creative, and it's just... You, you you fucking you but a bunch of turds. So I eventually leave these fucking pages. Well, I'm on one right now. Wizards of the Coast just announced they're they're, they're making a move where they're removing certain quote unquote controversial elements okay. like mandatory alignments or heavily suggested alignments for PC races ancestries. Um, they're removing that. Right, so uh, like your drow does not tend to be chaotic evil. There are chaotic evil drow. All the drow and the legacy stuff are definitely chaotic evil, but there are heroic drow in the world and your character can play one. And these guys are fucking, they're caving in to the demands of a small minority of extremists who are trying to ruin our game. <laughs> so I'm just grabbing man-baby pictures off of the internet and I'm throwing them into the comments because it's like, Jesus Christ, these fucking people, it drives me crazy. But I'm, on the, I'm, I'm about to leave this fucking page too because well they are playing pcs i'm always right. fascinated with the way that a lot, of, a lot of those types claim ownership on something that they have no ownership of right and what is it half those people don't even play fucking fifth edition and it's like they're bitching about the changes to the game and it's like you don't even play this game and the yeah. ones who do is like you can fucking sit there and sit what what's gonna happen? A, a, a ten year old is gonna show up at a con game and demand to to be a heroic drow and just fuck up your whole one shot. I just you're a bad DM if you can't handle it's, it. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. It's like this stuff is is yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I, we've had a homebrewed goblin that's been on our our good alignment team for years. Well, we he, loved it. it was he's fun. indispensable. He, Splurk, he yes. keeps us alive. He it's, pulls atomic bombs out of his bag. <laughs> but but it, it, it's just like, it's just, and, and doesn't that even interest you? Okay, all drow are evil. Doesn't it actually kind of get interesting if there's one who's yeah, heroic? Yeah, it does. What is, I think his name's Drizzt. You know, it's just like, but dude, they it's, sit it's, here and they they complain about they complain yeah. about SJWs, 
And then they also, they actually have the balls to complain about creativity because apparently coming up with a heroic drow, if all drow are evil in your campaign world, is the height of dumbness. I don't, I don't get these guys. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's always the guys. It's the, it's the same notion of people who want to express a duality of something when there's so many variations that can be expressed in a creative endeavor. So you you can't, and even in the real world, there's no either or. There's so many different... Well, depending on who you talk to, Yeah, right? I mean, you talk to some people, uh, oh, Muslims? They want to blow up everything. Yeah. Right. And it's just, and I think that's, it, I think that's part that's part of what they're railing against, yeah. right? It's like, God damn it, you do this to D&D, people will start thinking Muslims are human. You know? God <laughs> fucking forbid. And it's just like, I mean, come on, guys. Okay. You know what? It was very cool. Drow. Black skin. They literally look like they were carved from obsidian. White silver hair. That's a cool image. All of them are bad and evil. You know what? That is cool back in the 70s but at the same time what is Gygax telling yeah it, black it, people i was gonna say that when black people come to the table and they're like uh it's like when you say that out loud it sounds very much mm, like a, you when you say it out yeah. loud uh-huh. you know so i can i can understand sort of rankling at the whole this is the way it was and it doesn't mean that and it's like i bet you Dollars to donuts, Gygax was not thinking about fucking smearing black people when he came up with Drow, but that actually might be part of the problem because he wasn't thinking of black people when he came up with the Drow. The interpretation of the imagery, probably. Exactly. You know, to certain elements of the population. You know, I can understand it, but at the same time, it's like, guys, for fuck's sake. And and it's like way to divide up the player uh, community, Watsy. It's like, oh yeah, the one percent of you guys just separated from the rest of us human beings. It reminds me a lot. Of, it's the same thing with like Star Trek. Everybody mm. complains about mm. the newer Trek, and it's yes. like it's not Star Trek. That's not my Star the Trek. Same fucking phenomenon. And it reminds me of that meme that keeps going around with the Bashir and Garrick thing. It's like yeah. it's like it's like so. It's all Star Trek? He's like, yes. Zen, yes, my dear doctor. It's like, well, even the ones that I don't like, especially, especially the, the ones, ones you don't, don't like. <laughs> I love that meme. Yes. And, it's, and it can be applied to anything. It can be applied to D&D. Sure. Because it's... I, Barry it's, has a face. Yeah. He wants to say something. It's about discovery. No, it's about the drow. I never oh. understood why their skin would be dark. They'd be underground. They would, it would turn like white. Very white, it should, because they don't get any sun. Well, and that was part of the kind of I mean, part I of the of ooh, because as far as I remember reading somewhere, that when they were banished for being with Lulf, one of the things that happened was all of you now black skin. It was sort of like, wow, <laughs> dude, you know, <laughs> yes. are you are you really? Did, did you, you, you really know, not thinking that, about that what has, that says? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That know, has hints know. of Mormonism in it right there, dude, which I don't want to go into detail dude, on, but you know, yeah. yeah very. It, it's so it's, you know, <laughs> and yeah, but I mean, you know, they're in the depths of the earth, so, you know, wouldn't they be maggoty white? But, you know, people try shit like that. All yeah. the, there was a series, this poor woman, she got her ass reamed. Talk about butt. 
Uh, she wrote a series where Who's she talking was talking about butt. <laughs> no one's brought up butt this whole show. <laughs> what what? What are you in talking the about? There it is. Uh, Everyone uh, drink. Deb, Deb said uh, what was the butt. <laughs> every every show, you guys give me an excuse to do it. Every she, single one. She she, she doesn't need a bunch of excuse. <laughs> yeah, really. Like the I word of the I day or whatever Groucho Marx used to do, right? Where the duck would fall down. It it. She wrote this. Uh, science fiction novel and she was trying to invert racist tropes so it was like black people were the dominant uh, culture and white people were the oppressed and it was really weird because she she used terms like the dominant black people were called coals as in c-o-l-a and the oppressed white people who are lower and that's you know, cola are called pearls and it was sort of like, wow, you're kind of missing the point yep. of slurs. Yeah. I don't think you're you're quite. And boy, did she get she got raked over the coals because. Uh, ah, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, I I see what I did there. Oh, God. <laughs> um, that that that's my Matt moment. Oh my God, why did I say that? But um, um, no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> I told that story to a friend. He loves it. Yeah, he loves that story. But anyway, anyway, um, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Roll with it. Roll with it. It's, you want to you wanna have your, your racist, colonialist D&D? Go ahead. But, you know, stay off of it. Create your own fucking board. Why do, could somebody on Facebook please make the racist, colonialist, <laughs> shit-heel D&D page? They probably did, and, and it and, got taken down. Yeah, really. And then all of them go there. and yeah, It's called our conservative. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it's just... It. It, because there's so much about older D&D that's fun, that's interesting... There was a lot of creative energy going around. Reading about the history of it, it's just insane what they were doing in the 70s, and there's a lot of fascinating stuff, and there are cool ideas and things in there. And I want to get on those pages so we can kind of like, you know, dive into that. But at some point, some motherfucker starts complaining about the demanding millennials and the fucking SJWs, and it's like, ah. These are people who want to take us back to Thacko. Jesus. Yes. I don't need them. In Dude, my life. there are defenders of Thacko. I'm a yeah. defender of Thacko. There's a reason I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few, but there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of reasons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, dude, it. I I don't know. I dismiss I, these. I'm sorry, I ranted. But yeah. It's just it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. No, I'm right there. D and D. D and D. Why? Why? Life's too short to have so much anger and hate yes. in your heart, you know. For something that's supposed to be fun. Yeah. There's plenty exactly. of stuff you could be hateful toward. Yeah, I know. I was D &D. waiting for Andy, uh, Andy, for Barry to speak really? up. And <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy has no hate in his heart. No, he doesn't. Everything's delightful. <laughs> Poor Andy. Every time he says, oh, God, have you seen that movie? It's so delightful. I'm just like, you haven't sold me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the word to sell me. Person doesn't do delightful. Fuck that shit. <laughs> anyway, I told him that um, you should play Five E. It's delightful. Well, yeah. 
the uh, the uh, the new Netflixing Red Notice. I told him he needs to watch that because Ryan Reynolds is the character he type of character he loves. It is delightful. Yes, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. And see, that's that's another thing that's very similar to like what you're saying about D and D. There is it's. I liked Red Notice. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was entertaining. And now it's getting all this hate. It's like, oh, it's so formulaic. And it's it's just Ryan Reynolds playing the same character and Gal Gadot playing the same character. Fine, and, I like those the characters. playing the yes. same character. And I'm like, yes and no. Right. You know, But at the same time, it's the first time that the three of them have played together. <laughs> so it's still a different thing. Yes. And, it, and, and, and uh, you know what? I'm offended at somebody who gets pissed at Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. I know. Because yeah. that's a... It's a it's a fun, it's fun character, and he can yeah. sit there and play a hard R character like that, and it's still this strangely wholesome, fun. It's weird, but why in the world would you begrudge him that performance? You know what's yeah. good? Snickers, Snickers candies bars, and you know what? No, no, who has who hasn't changed their recipe in a long time? Snickers, Snickers, yeah. Snickers goddamn candy bars. Yep. Yeah. It's good for a reason, and people like for what it is. Yes, exactly. So, so I mean, Geek Shock sponsored by Snickers. Well, well, I <laughs> not really. No, Torgo sponsored by Snickers. <laughs> Just look at this belly. <laughs> That's all those energy drinks you're drinking. Anyway. I'm telling you to eat better, and I'm defying you. Yeah. You are defiant. Story of his life. <laughs> I'm gaining weight. This sucks. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah. What well, are you? you what <laughs> are you physically holding right now? What are you drinking? Uh, it's a Coke Zero. Zero sugar. It's still yeah. not good for you. No, it's not. It's not. That's okay. Says the guy drinking alcohol. Yeah. Really? Really? What's you, in that? You did What's have in that alcohol. cup? No, it's water. That's water. water. <laughs> but there was a glass of alcohol earlier. Yes, so shut up. It was wine. Barry, you drinking water is a stop clock twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason I drink. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Yeah. By the way, just so we're clear, my week in geek was basically the same as Deb's. That, that's why, well, I figured we already covered it. Yeah. I didn't get attacked. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> he sat there with me while I did it, though. News you don't give a shit about. Universal Pictures is developing a new feature film based on The Phantom of the Opera. The movie is inspired by Gaston Leroux's 1910 novel, but this version of the story will have a very different setting. Instead of taking place in France, the movie will be set in modern-day New Orleans. According to Deadline, this story will follow a neo-soul singer, Ingenue, who is mentored by a mysterious man as mishaps occur at a famed club trying to remain vibrant. John Legend is a producer on the film. The script was written by John Fusco, who created the Netflix series Marco Polo. He's also written scripts for films such as The Highwaymen, starring Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson, the animated movie Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, and the musical drama Crossroads. Uh, Fusco said in a statement, This is set in the sultry nightlife scene of modern-day New Orleans, the world of jazz, R&B, neo-soul, and funk. The French Quarter, where New Orleans is not only known as America's most haunted city, but music, French Creole culture, the voodoo mystique, masquerade pageantry of Mardi Gras, just lent itself to a natural adaptation of the Paris setting. And the story has a revenge, unrequited love, and mystery, unquote. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera was previously adapted as a film by Universal back in 20... Uh, 20, Jesus Christ. 1925, and again in 1943, as well as another version in 2004. And, of course, there's the Broadway musical adaptation by Andrew Lloyd Webber. This could definitely work. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually okay with this. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I the think more you uh, said, the more you yeah. said. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a fresh take on the story. And 
goodness knows if your story is solid, you can transport it into different settings and make it interesting and entertaining. Oh, sure. And and this is my hope at this point. Right. That they have completely abandoned the universal horror monsters dark universe thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, this would be great if it was part of that. I, that that's, that's what scares me. Dude. That's what really <laughs> makes I don't me think, nervous. It, it doesn't sound like, especially if John Legend is uh, attached, right. that sounds like there's a very music music angle to it and yeah. and and you know phantom is about music and new right. orleans is and a big music scene. exactly yeah. that and the french tie-in it actually a whole mess of that comes together how did the universal monsters thing go off the rails <laughs> it, it never was on the rails yeah. frankly yeah. that they, they made that, never, like, that dracula up. movie that pretty much bombed out i mean it made its money back but didn't do great they had a plan like DC, but they don't have the cultural inertia like DC. That's my assessment. And they don't have the collaboration between the various filmmakers to, to develop the universe. Yeah. So just like, Unlike here's the Star the Wars sequels. <laughs> <laughs> they say, here's our, here's our, our thought process, and then we're going to hire a bunch of directors that don't talk to each other to direct a movie, yeah. and hire writers that don't talk to each other about what they're doing with the movie until the very last second we'll tack on a few scenes. That's that's what Universal's Dark Universe. But they hired being. everybody on. They took group pictures of everybody that's going to be Doctor Jekyll and all that good stuff. That's crazy. Yep. And uh, then they released the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, and everyone said, "Nope, no more of that. Thank you very much." Yep. yep. I, 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 uh, I didn't I, hate I, that I, movie. I love Tom Cruise. I respect the living shit out of him because that motherfucker is older than me yeah, and he's, he's doing he his own his goddamn stunts. stunts. Yeah. And he has kept up with making movies and, and doing good stuff. So You can do but, your own stunts? But me? Uh, 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 once. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he pulls a muscle but, getting up to go to the refrigerator. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, there's a reason why the last ensemble movies he did was Outsiders or like Taps. And so if you're going to do a shared universe thing, it, I don't think Tom Cruise is your man because it's going to be very Tom Cruise heavy. Yeah. You know, as opposed yeah. to Downey, who could be in the same league, right? But he he eventually realized, you know... Uh, we're all in this together, and uh, I have, you know, we have to share stuff and 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 spread it around. I could see Russell Crowe in a in an ensemble. Sure, he was part of it, right? He was the Hyde, wasn't he? Jekyll probably. Was he? Well, that was one I can't remember. That would be good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look. Hugh Jackman. Okay, yeah. for my money. Whatever its execution, the ideas behind Van Helsing were actually pretty fucking sound. Yeah. Yeah. And if they had gone in the right direction with that, Hugh Jackman is Van Helsing running around dealing with monster shit. Linking all the movies together. Oh the my God. Character. Dude, dude. Character. I think they just, I think they would have yeah. really hit it, but they missed opportunity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Saudi Arabia's authorities have cracked down on artificially touched up camels. The organizers of the King Abdulaziz Camel Festival banned more than 40 camels for plastic surgery. What? Oh what? 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 
The authorities found multiple cases where the owners had stretched out the camel's lips and noses using Botox injections, rubber bands, and subdermal fillers. In addition, some owners had given the camels hormones to boost their musculature. The Camel Festival has a prize pool of $66 million. <laughs> The enor- so many questions. The enormous sum of money is divided between winning camel owners who compete in 19 categories. The camel breeding is a multi-million dollar global industry, and the contest draws in camels from multiple other Gulf countries in addition to the U.S., Russia, and France. Now, this isn't the first time the festival's organizers have busted camel breeders for altering their animals' looks. A similar episode played out in 2018. Ali Obaid, a camel owner and a guide at the beauty pageant, said cheaters are getting more and more creative every year. There are some safeguards against cheating, however. The competing camels undergo a blood test and get their age measured by their teeth. In addition, each camel must spend the night before the competition in their judging pens. Muslim owners must also swear on the Quran that they have not resorted to cheating. And now before anybody here gets sanctimonious about the story, I'd like to remind you that Texas has its own beauty pageant for pigs. So, yes. I mean, the animal cruelty thing aside. Right. For the whole story. What? Botox numbs. There's no pain. I don't know. They do that same kind of thing <laughs> in the in the horse breeding industry. And it's, you know, it's, you know, it's frowned upon and. <laughs> It's illegal as well. Plastic but, surgery? Uh, dude. For camels. I'm talking, like, in the horse industry, they do a lot of that same kind of stuff. And really? it's, it's, well, because uh, they're, they're crazy. looking for breed, you know, they want, the biggest thing with yes. horses is breeding. So you want a prime stallion and and to get the traits. And so yep. you're trying to show off those traits. I, and sure that's the same multi- with camels. Dude, I'm, th- I'm totally seeing a, um, and you got to remember best in show sequel here. <laughs> you got to remember, Barry. Horse breeding is a worldwide multi-billion-dollar. You got to remember that, Barry. Yes. So every day, so, okay. So it's yeah, it's, it's well, better. it's not well, surprising that that would be something that would be taken dude, on. Dude, it is. It is not breeding a, industries. It is not a stereotype to say the Saudis, especially, but Gulf Arabs, the Arabs of the peninsula, are. I mean, that camels are. That's girls and their ponies in America is nothing compared to that kind of that kind of uh, cultural. Um, I you, don't want to say fixation, but facet. And it's you have, huge. Can we and you talk have about firsthand the, exposure to this, right? Uh, I don't like to talk about that incident in public, <laughs> but. That's not what I meant. But oh, okay. okay. All right. One night in Kuwait, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it made that hard man humble. Oh. Ah. Wow. What about he this thing with pigs in Texas? Yeah, there's pig beauty contests in Texas. You've How there, did you, you don't live know this. there for that long and not know this? Because I didn't hang around the circles where we talked about <laughs> pig beauty pageants, Jeffrey. Well, you apparently missed out. Well, Future out. Farmers of America is still a thing, and it's yes. very big in very big in states that have lots of rural communities, which Texas does. Sure. Kansas, I'm Oklahoma, sure Texas. Andy Nebraska. would have plenty of Iowa stories sure. from the fairy days. There's like the 4-H. There's always yes. like the sexiest pig award at the state fair and stuff like 4-H, that. 4-H, FFA, they're all over yeah. that area. The one thing they don't tell you in a lot of those cases, though, is first place gets a high price for then getting killed. Yeah. Yeah, and these kids are like learning animal husbandry and learning how to take care of these animals. And a lot of them, if their parents are mean, don't tell them. And if their animal wins, oh, 
Well, that, that's, Sorry, Sally. That's like the special forces thing where they have to care for the rabbit for a week. And then they have to kill it and eat it. What? Cause I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt knows. Kind of like what they tried to pretend to do in uh, that movie. King, King, Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With the but, dogs. You know. But, uh, oh, dogs. Do you Who like dogs? Do that to dogs. <laughs> to a dogs. You don't give a shit about. Eh. Another Amityville set movie is coming titled Amityville in the Hood. Which is a B horror movie that central. Shit, that's I was that. writing that. How can it be Amityville in the hood? <laughs> How can it be Amityville in the hood? That doesn't make any sense. And Amity Hood, which is a B horror movie that centers around a new strain of evil. With the rights of Amityville now in public domain, anyone can use them to make whatever kind of terrible so horror what? movie no. they want, like this. It doesn't make any sense. Why? It still doesn't make any sense. Amityville was a town. Now it's in the hood. How do you? Is there an explanation? Is there a? I'm just tired of them redoing the story over and over again. Oh, oh, oh Jeff, don't worry about it. This one—they're not redoing the story over again. Let me do the description. All right. Quote: A gang uses the cursed and abandoned Amityville property to grow marijuana, but it soon makes its way to the streets where it's giving users a killer buzz. Unquote. Yes, it's cursed marijuana. That's what this property has come to. Oh. Uh, the film comes from director Dustin Ferguson, and he also stars in the film. So there you go. That sucks. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait not to see that film. You know what? what? There was there was a glimmer of awesome there, actually. It, it, a gang try, turning a haunted house into their their drug house, mm-hmm. and and you know not knowing it's haunted and everything goes fucking bad. That actually could have gone somewhere. That could have just been like. You're the guy in the theater. You got your cookie there, Jeff? You just got to have yourself a little wrap. (laughs) Oh, shit. You're the guy at the quiet moment when Iron Iron Man's like, I am Iron Man with the Infinity Gauntlet. You're all with your nachos. That's you. You do it like I was doing it into the microphone. It was had the funny. microphone away you, from... You did have the it, microphone away, did, but that did. was... It didn't help. That it registered. <laughs> but anyway, it actually... That actually, there, I think... could be something neat there. Oh, and dude, but marijuana. But yeah, it, well, what a puss out. I think I'm just tired no. of the Amityville story in general because once it was thoroughly debunked and, and shown to be a false narrative that the, you know, the homeowners proliferated for many years i'm like it's 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 done there's no he's right. there's no future to that yeah. story he's right supernatural stories once you prove they can't happen they totally fall apart and I there's think, no point in watching them i think they're trying to capitalize on the on the windfall that was leprechaun in the hood <laughs> the 2000 uh film uh, starring no one i remember <laughs> I think I broke Torgo. Wow. Well, Leprechaun tends to in general, so that's... Yes. Uh, right. Hey, it had Jennifer Aniston. That oh, didn't save yeah. it. No. Damn it. Just like Courtney Cox didn't save... Scream? Masters of the Universe. Courtney Cox, you're so... Hot. I agree with you on Scream, though. <laughs> yeah. Scream. What, she did save Scream? No. Yeah. No? No. No. What? No. Scream I mean, sucks. Scream is not a good movie. Drew Barrymore didn't either. Wow. I'm... I'm Okay, I just want to back this up. Scream is not a good movie. I didn't say that. I just said. Okay. Courtney Cox didn't save it. 
didn't make it great, but also horror is not my thing. I, I get it, but then why is it one of Jeff's favorite Christmas movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explain that. I don't understand. Wait, wait, Jeff. Wait, wait, Jeff, wait. what do you think? <laughs> oh, that's interesting, Jeff. Yeah, but what about? Okay. <laughs> it's a rip on Jeff. <laughs> he's, he's getting very angry. No, nope. <laughs> just not going to dignify it with a response. You just did, sir. Uh, News you don't give a shit about, and probably my favorite one. I know Barry. This one, this one's for you. It's for bronies, isn't it? There you Some go. Some brony news, isn't it? There we go. There we go. Avril Lavigne is set to ah. turn. <laughs> Done. <laughs> is set to turn her hit song "Skater Boy" into a movie. No. <laughs> no. No. Released in 2002, the song was the lead single from the Canadian singer's debut album, Let Go. Sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Quote, recently... You mean sorry? <laughs> recently, with it being almost the 20th anniversary, a lot of people have been asking me to play this song on TV shows, so it keeps getting brought back up, and people will always reference it to me, she told iHeartRadio's podcast. Uh, she is the voice via ET Canada. And s- continuing, and so... I'm actually going to turn this song into a film and take it to the next level. You know what it's like in high school. You have all the different groups and cliques, and there's the skaters, preps, and jocks. It's kind of like a missed opportunity at love. The skater boy is in love with the preppy girl, and she's too cool for him. But then five years from now, she's feeding the baby, and she's all alone. And she wishes she would have followed her heart and not tried to live up to society's expectations. Unquote. So, in the long line of songs being turned into movies, for decades, Skater Boy will be added to the pantheon of The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia and Harper Valley PTA. Oh, God. Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) I'm going to quietly just hope that dies. Hey, you know. Now, Skater Boy is a story song, right? Yeah. It has a beginning, middle, and end. It does. Right? So there's a plot, yeah. not an original one, but it, there's a plot. I mean, a lot of songs have plots. A lot of songs it, go through stories. I'm just... Sur- not as many as, as they, they're used to. Like, like the 70s and the 60s was like plot time. I'm just surprised by the use of the single mother and you know, post-failed relationship reflecting on bad choices in life trope. To, to move the movie forward. Jeff, the skater boy is a famous rock star now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, the whole... She missed that opportunity. Yeah, I just, I don't like that. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. Skater boy is getting a movie, and the Beastie Boys Paul Revere is not. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I still think the Beastie Boys Sabotage would have made a better movie, because the music video is a mini movie, but it could have yeah, been a Yeah, but much Paul Revere's got like a plot. Yeah. yeah. It tells a little story. I know. It, sabotage just how good the BC boys are. Yes. How yeah. much they like their own things. Yeah. Are you saying take the music video and expand that yes. into a... Okay, that's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You mean kind of like the Beatles, right? Yeah. Beatles did that with their albums. Oh, and, yeah, they're just vignettes. Like, like a Christmas story. And then Star Trek can open with a song. 
No. <laughs> Never again. No. I I just It's been a Is long this classical road. music? You stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting from there to here. No. What what <laughs> Once they I'm looking forward to the sequel. It's been a long time. <laughs> You're looking forward to the sequel? Skater Boy in the Hood. Okay, great. <laughs> Where there's an evil leprechaun. Skater Boy in Amity Hood. Versus the leprechaun. It's a skate park with a whole bunch of like half pipes that somebody killed their family in. And it's haunted. <laughs> He's so trying so hard to make skating. this a thing. But it's got to be set at Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Skater Boy will be the ultimate Christmas movie. Ultimate. Yes. Well, it, our... Like you can have Tony Hawk in there somewhere. Like he's got a... Well, he's yeah. the one. Wow. T- Tony Hawk she is was, the... She boy, was banging yes. him, and he went off, and then That's she fine. had little Tony and the, Tony the trailer. Tony older than Avril Lavigne. No. That's okay. I mean, like, by a decent amount. Oh, you know what? That happens. Deal with it. <laughs> this is going to be like the troll two of movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait a minute skater boy was 20 years ago she's in her late 30s she's old oh, old. <laughs> tony hawks in his 50s yeah he's yeah 53 and there she's in her 40s i think i'm pretty sure she is she's younger than me she's like You're your age old, Deb. <laughs> whoa what's wrong with that and he's in his 50s i'm in my 50s <laughs> which means when she was young and and Getting with Skater Boy, he was already in his thirties. Why'd you point at me? Skater Boy. Avril Lavigne is thirty-seven. Matt, thirty-seven. Oh, okay. That's All what right. I. What that's what Todd, I figured. Did you ever skate? I think it's time to say see you later, boy. And go to what? <laughs> Big <Biggie>. and uh, <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! Did I ever skate? I roller skated. Of course you did. Yeah. Everybody I, did. Who was cool? It was the eighties. Wait, wait, wait. What? You went to skate parties. Yes. Everybody had birthday parties and parties. At the, the roller rink, everybody. Kevin Bacon was the skater boy. He was. He did the disco skate movie. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. I need you to def- No, you don't need to defend that because <laughs> you can't. Not everyone who was cool had skate parties. When In they were the kids. 80s, yes, they did. Uh, yeah. You're yeah. going to tell me you were cool schools. as a kid? Ele- <laughs> elementary schools had cool skate parties. No one was cool as a kid, dude. But I was pretty Some people cool. peaked in their childhood. Yeah. Sad, and, and, but some and, people did. And yeah. yeah, their peak was skate parties. So, so you're saying, <laughs> wow. So you're saying that Barry peaked in childhood. I never had a skate party. I never wanted that. That sounds like proof of what I just yeah, said. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Jeff. Yeah. You know what we need peaked to do? Peaked in grade school. That's Start the title of the week. That needs to be our Kofi goal. It goes to a certain level, and we're going to throw a skate party for Barry. Barry. Yeah. Yay. There's a I skate rink just idea. down there on Boulder Highway. Pass every time I come There we go. Crystal Palace or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skating's still around, man. Yeah. This so? will be great. My wife and I, one of our first dates was roller skate. I have, oh, of course I have roller blades. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I have roller blades. It's good exercise. They could do like a roller derby or something. Matt will teach us okay. hockey. Roller derby's cool. Yes. Roller derby's very nice. That's, like Jersey area, that's so the that compromise like... then. It'll be roller derby. I'm down. Barry's going to get his ass kicked. Yeah, he's going to participate. It's going to be amazing to watch. <laughs> Barry's going to have multiple broken bones five oh, seconds no, into the match. No, no, no. I'll um, watch it. but Dude. No. Oh, you'll watch it. I'll watch <laughs> Roller no. Derby. No, 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 no you no, need no, to no, play, no. and then Bleak needs to referee. Ooh. Because yes. he did ref. And he I did. Know Vegas no. has a team, yeah? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, Vegas and has a couple of teams. Deb will be slide tackling like a motherfucker. <laughs> Don't Man. roller derby, Man. Deb. <laughs> Man. Look at the I fear. like you with all your teeth. <laughs> Oh, she'll have a mouth guard. She'll be yeah, fine. Slide tackle with a skate to your ankle. You're yes. gone. You're yes. done. Yes. You're done. Yes. Wow. The Vegas team would be like, how come, How do we miss her? Like, yeah, really. <laughs> she'll go to work with like a black eye, missing teeth, oh, and like, blood all over her oh stuff. Oh, my God. And they'll be like, like, what? Fight club. like Fight Club. Was that your blood? Some of it. Yeah. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. If, if, if there's... They did Ghostbusters, right? And that didn't play out. But all-female Fight Club starring Deb... I I would pay the twenty five thousand dollars for the scout ticket to that first show, <laughs> and then I got to go out with her, and she's gonna have this black eye, and people yep. are gonna look at me funny. That's right, but that's no. okay because yeah, but Deb will kick their ass. It's okay because they look at you funny anyway. Yeah, yeah really. Really. I, you know, I don't think anybody <laughs> would think that you beat Deb. Barry. <laughs> I gotta be honest. No, this is true. <laughs> They'll pull you aside. Who the hell did that to her? <laughs> <laughs> It's like a truck. <laughs> we can People are like Barry, are you okay? We blink twice if we, if, we, if if Deb is hold your you. thumb in if you need to. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Director Denis Villeneuve is looking to adapt Arthur C. Clarke's novel Rendezvous with Rama for Alcon Entertainment. Really, Alcon will finance and produce the film. Morgan Freeman's and Laurie McCreary's production banner Revelations Entertainment will also produce. Uh, Freeman had previously held the rights to the book. Uh, Villeneuve pre- previously made Prisoners and Blade Runner 2049 for Alcon. Originally published in 1973, Clark's Hugo and Nebula award-winning novel centers on a group of human explorers in, 20, in the 2130s who intercept a cylindrical alien starship that enters the solar system. Uh, What's the book called again? Rendezvous with Rama. Has anyone here yeah. read it? Uh, back in high school, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember the elements that he was just talking about. I just can't remember how it ends. I hear it's a little dry, but Arthur yeah. C. Clarke well, stuff yeah. tends to be. Yeah. Arthur C. Clarke's sci-fi tends to be, yes, very dry. Um, it's dry, but it's entertaining, especially if you like some of the more science-y elements of the science fiction. Because uh, he goes... He goes almost excruciatingly, excruciatingly into depth in explaining a lot. Ugh, God damn it! Explaining. Ex- it's been an hour and a half. Explaining like a lot of the stuff in the 2001 novel. You know how and why all these things yeah. do what they do in the novel. Uh, and I remember uh, Rendezvous with Rama was very similar to that. Oh, he's 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 one of the pioneers of the truly yeah. Well, he believes that there's sci-fi. yeah, exactly the hard science as as oh, part of the yeah. science fiction. And there's what three books in the Rama cycle, or is there more than that? I don't know. Okay. I just remember the, my damn. I just remember reading the first one. I don't remember there being sequels, but there could have been. You know, I, I have to thank early '80s computer games for introducing me to Rendezvous with Rama. Oh yeah, there there was a company. It was a spinoff of uh, the company Spinnaker. Spinnaker made all those educational games. Yes, you know, I, the I, Snooper Troops. Yes, and, uh, uh, Search for the Most Amazing Thing. You know, they made a whole bunch of stuff that got sent to the schools. Uh, but they made a spinoff company called Trillium, and Trillium was Infocom style text-based adventures. Right. Where it would give you the text, and then you had the parser there, and you say go north or grab grab shovel or whatever. It was a limited vocabulary thing. But it was one of the first ones to have 
one, graphics to it. I mean, decent graphics. There was some earlier stuff that was kind of rudimentary. And it was also based from authors' works. Their first book was called, first book, their first game was called Amazon. It was based on Congo, and Michael Crichton helped write the game. And they made a whole series of those. They did a Nine Princes in Amber. Ooh. So, and all the authors of those books all helped develop the stories for the games. Wow. They did Fahrenheit 451, which was a sequel to the Bradbury book. Which, Fahrenheit 452? Uh, it takes place five years after the book. 456. So, yes, absolutely. All right. But, uh, but a whole line of these and Rendezvous with Rama was the first one. I never got to play it. The only one I played of the group was Amazon. But because of all these games, I, it made me aware of all these books I might never have been aware of otherwise. Todd, that was an Andy story. It was completely. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but you know what? The Amazon game was pretty damn good. But they, here's the thing. They originally were set to do a Congo game. But they had to change it because they didn't have the rights for anything outside of the novel. Like they sold the novel rights to somebody else at that point. So they had to change specific things. Like they had to change the communicating gorilla to a talking parrot. They had to set it in South America instead of Africa. I was going to say, yeah. you know, if it's Amazon versus Congo, right. you've made some changes. Yeah, just a few. Yeah. But the story was basically the same. They just had to tweak a few things here and there. And there's a game in that group called Shadowkeep. Alan Dean Foster. But in that case, it was a first-person role-playing game, which was one of the earlier ones of that, which was a big influence on the Dungeon Master series later on. And it was the first time that a book was written based on a video game. That was the very first one of those. Hmm. And Foster... Ed Foster wrote it. The king of the novelization. Yeah. So that, that's the only time that Foster helped design the game and then wrote the novel based on the game. Wow. Cool. So, piece of history of that. But because Rendezvous with Rama is like, I've never read the book, but I've always been interested in reading the book because of some random video game series I grew up near. So, and a game you didn't play. And a game I didn't play. A film version of Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw's acclaimed God Country comic is coming to Netflix with Sweet Tooth co-showrunner Jim Mickle directing. He previously wrote and directed 2019's time travel mystery thriller In the Shadow of the Moon. Originally published by Image Comics in 2017, God Country takes place in a West Texas town where Emmett Quinlan, an old man with dementia, gets a new lease on life when a tornado gifts him with a magical sword that rejuvenates his mind and body. He is now the only person capable of fending off strange monsters that have been lured to the Lone Star State. Uh, God Country is the second image property to take shape at Netflix in recent memory. In November, the company ordered a television series based on Scott Snyder and D Tony Daniels' post-apocalyptic thriller comic title, Noctera, which I believe we greenlit a few yeah. weeks ago. Yep, yeah. I remember that. There, you know what? I'd heard about this because there's also a bit where the guy, one of the first things he does when yes. he gets the sword yes. is uh, from the monsters, he rescues this uh, moving van full of furniture. Does he? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> Hadn't even left Texas. I knew you were full of shit. As soon as you started talking, 
I was waiting to see where it was going yeah. with that. See, I, I need to throw in a few more true ones just to throw them off. Yeah. I'm doing too many, too many bullshits. You're, you're becoming too predictable. Yes, I am. I need to change it up. Your patterns need modifying. Well, that was. That, that sounds very personal. Yeah, and also that was very Jeff. That was very Jeff. That was, <laughs> your patterns need modifying. Uh, many a relationship <laughs> saved right. by that phrase. Right. Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Jeff's version of your mama joke. <laughs> uh, we did lose some people. Um, at this point, it feels sacrilegious to bring it up, but. We do want to honor them. Producer, producer Martha De Laurentiis has died at the age of 67. Martha De Laurentiis formed the Dino De Laurentiis Company with her late husband in 1980, launching her career by associate producing and producing Stephen King adaptations, including Firestarter, Cat's Eye, Silver Bullet, and Maximum Overdrive. Martha De Laurentiis went on to produce King Kong Lives, Unforgettable, Breakdown, U571, 2001's Hannibal, Red Dragon, and the feature film prequel, Hannibal Rising. Uh, more recently, Martha De Laurentiis executive produced the NBC series Hannibal, as well as the Mads Milkinson starring movie Arctic. Prior to co-founding the De Laurentiis company, Martha was an assistant to 1983's Wolfen, uh, production auditor on Amityville 2, and production accountant on Amityville 3D. And also the, the big one this week, Anne Rice, yeah. the writer behind Interview with the Vampires, died at the age of 80. Her writing career spanned over 30 novels, beginning with Interview with the Vampire in 1976. The book spawned an entire series now known as The Vampire Chronicles, a second series of interconnected novels, a collection now entitled The Lives of the Mayfair Witches, was born out of 1990's The Witching Hour. And her final novel, Blood Communion, A Tale of Prince Lestat, was published in 2018. As of May 2020, AMC acquired the screen rights to 18 of Rice's books. The first project to come out of the deal will be a TV adaptation of Interview. So we, we honor them here. What was that one in Rice novel where they... Okay, the, I'll tell you the, the shitty movie version. Oh, okay. With Dan Aykroyd. And wow. I think... I, I'm I'm Rosie O'Donnell. You have my attention. What the hell? You what? you have really messed up yeah, Jeff's I'm, face as he tries to think of this. I'm like, uh, and this what? is an Anne Rice joint. Yeah. Okay. To the internet, people, with yeah. all your phones. Wow. Make, yeah, Jeff's the already on the it. clicking. Jeff's on it. Deb's on it. We got our best people on I it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I on think this. you're very wrong. I don't I, think I am. That's. But I will accept there that if I'm wrong. There is something strange. I don't know about Rosie O'Donnell, but there's something about Dan Aykroyd that I could <laughs> sort of see this happening. Yeah. That's, not as a comedy. Right. Obviously not the... Exit to Eden? Thank you. Exit to Eden. Is, is Apparently, that a, uh, it was adapted from an Anne Rice novel, well, but it doesn't... There we go. Exit to Eden is a 1985 novel by Anne Rice, initially published under a pen name, but Holy the shit. characters were played by... Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. Wow. This was a yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. It's the one where, like... Oh, she's the dom and the person's yeah. like... Yeah, the s and How can resort. I serve you? And she's like, paint my house and... Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay, Barry. So, so uh, why is that your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> because it embodies the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> family. Getting like, together. Family, yes. Redemption art. <laughs> like Bad Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea she wrote that under a, a pen name. I, I don't blame her. 
Safe yeah. word, the safe word is blitzing. <laughs> <laughs> blitzing, blitzing. Of all the things that Barry has a better memory of than the rest of us, it's that movie. Yeah, well, yeah. it's dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't remember to like do basic normal life things, but he can remember dumb shit well, from the eighties and nineties. That's the wow. name of his side podcast Barry and his dumb shit there you go <laughs> don't tempt me <laughs> and finally Minecraft is now officially the most watched game on YouTube with over 1 trillion views oh, yeah. on the platform uh, for a bit of context if each view were just one second long it adds up to 30,000 years of Minecraft views on YouTube the YouTube's webpage also gives a historical breakdown of the game's most popular trends, videos, and creators year by year, and you can filter it by region. For example, 2013 was the year of minigames and mods, while speedrunning dominated 2020. Uh, YouTube says Minecraft's popularity on the platform is one of exponential growth, taking eight years to reach 500 billion views and just two more years to double that and reach one trillion. You know, this actually doesn't surprise me at all. Um, my oldest nephew was obsessed with watching YouTube Minecraft videos uh, when he was a teenager. I even offered to buy him the game, and, and he, uh, he said no. He just liked watching the videos. He didn't want to actually play the game. But uh, when I was home visiting, he spent a good two straight hours watching YouTube videos of people playing Minecraft until his mother made him turn the computer off um, and interact with the family. So it well, was we, just one of those things that it just, it, it honestly doesn't surprise me whatsoever. We watched Hermitcraft. Yeah. Know? So it's so like Grian and Mumbo and uh, a couple of the others. Sometimes we'll watch them, but yeah, vintage beef and yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I was fascinated watching Torgo's games back in the day when he was uh, playing it on our big screen back at the condo because you know, it, it, it was really interesting because he had, some experience playing with it. So watching him craft the things that he crafted. I make fascinating hovels. I just want to put that out there right now. <laughs> just fucking From holes dirt in the dirt. And gravel. Yeah. Yeah. To dirt and gravel. No, well, I think uh, a part well, of that is because uh, the part of that popularity is because you can play Minecraft in so many different ways. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of Minecrafters out there that I don't watch on YouTube because they're boring as fuck to me. I don't watch speedrunners. I don't watch the crazy mod stuff. I just watch like the vanilla stuff. But there's a there's a market for everybody's interest. Well, even well, even uh, Barry showing me how he designs and builds these machines that he does. That's really fascinating because there's a lot of complexity to that to get a machine to do a simple task takes what 100 steps minimum oh Just one plus one yeah the concept every concept in there takes is so much to unpack because yeah he's like so i gotta take this and i gotta put this together with this and i need a switch and then i need a, a you know a, a redstone and i'm just he's going on and on and on and on with the description of how he has to build this machine to do like the simple thing like flipping a switch and it was it was it's fascinating in its complexity well that also speaks to the versatility because i right. hear yeah. you know every oh minecraft i build this i build that and then when i hear people talk yeah. about oh i was digging and a monster attacked and killed me i'm like that's, same game that's well, that's same what, game. that's minecraft and it's like same minecraft game. is a survival horror game at its core yeah. and what's yeah. also fascinating is there's not just one way to build 
a home, a machine, etc. I mean, there's Unless so you're many. Todd. There's so many it's different just, ways. Everything's to do it. made of dirt. Just one <laughs> way. Just one way. But yeah, I do this think is the way. Um, it doubled in popularity because you know, 2020, everybody was yeah. home. True. People were trying to find things to fill time. We started recording. Yeah, we started doing YouTube yeah, well, stuff I, on Minecraft. You guys and the destruction of the server. I think I they they really left out our contribution to the horror. I'm we taking credit. Uh, the you know Geek Shock's contribution to shake and uh, bacon. We helped. Yes, yeah. absolute. What do you keep looking at me? I, I don't. I just does don't he like have it. to sit across from me? Have you noticed he doesn't like like most of the people at this table? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, it's kind of a given. Yeah. We're, we're, look, Deb, you're part of the show. He just comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. I have to give it to a lot of Minecraft people out there, the YouTubers, the ones that have really staked their place and oh, yeah. created their name. They are super entertaining to oh, yeah. watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, there there is something for everybody in that. You want to see chaos? There are people that excel at it. And then you want to see creative builds? There are people that excel at it. Mm -hmm. you, you want to see crazy mods? It, there, there's something for everyone. Yeah. And... Uh, as mentioned before, the Hermitcraft server is kind of a all-star game of yeah. great yeah. creators. And you have a good mix of, some of them are just really good at, at building things. And some of them are very good at redstone stuff. And some of them are good at both. And so you get a really good mix of different types of players in Hermitcraft too. So if, if you've ever wanted a place to start, yeah, try there. They're, I'm, probably, I'm sure they've started a new season now that the new... Uh, they well, they started it when the first part of Caves and Cliffs came out. So. Okay, so it's so the new season's already begun. Mm -hmm. So you got plenty to watch as far as that goes. So look up Hermitcraft, and you'll you'll find it there. I would be recording if I had any of my stuff, but yeah, I don't, so I'm not yet. The guy with the sword will get it free. Yes, don't he worry. Will. <laughs> because I don't have any equipment just sitting around not being used since you I'm know, working five you days don't. a week. You 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 I mean who you don't have a signature machine. Nope. You don't have he doesn't have anything. I don't have any microphones <laughs> nope. or headphones you don't or have webcams. Jack shit. Nothing nothing. You need like to that. get on the stick, boy. Yeah. I need my second monitor and <laughs> my stuff. <laughs> And we want to thank our Kofi members, Tier 5, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, and Mad Martin, and Fireball Whiskey Tier 4 members, King Vald, Deb T, and David Farrar. And a big shout out to King Vald, who's not only a member, but also gives us a one-off every week. We really, really appreciate it. And I also want to thank our foot-long chili dog, Tier 2 members, John B, The Microscope, Mike M, Elena Knupp. Mama Ninja Scoop and Heidi Johnson. Are you laughing at the members or are you laughing at their... Uh, no, I like the way he said, I want to thank my foot-long chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten me through this far. <laughs> <laughs> and thank all Kofi members and listeners. You rock and... Roll? This, and roll. Oh, oh, this show. I, I, I wonder how much editing there'll be in this one. It's nah. going to be a fun one. <laughs> this one's great. You just put it out there. It's just, just put it in. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to do the live shows again. Raw. Let's, let's go raw, baby. Oh, we got nothing if not raw. That's, that's true. <laughs> Did you see, while they're promoting Matrix Resurrections, mm -hmm. uh, Car Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu are being interviewed, and this yes. one guy... Brings up NFTs to Keanu, and it was funny because Keanu 
Gano stated his opinion, and it was pretty <laughs> pretty awesome. I, I don't. What was his opinion? Oh God, you got to watch the video. It's a short clip because he 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 basically laughs, and it's it's a laugh you've never heard Keanu do before. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like I, it's the, a whole it's so ridiculous. You're even bringing this it, up. It, it, it was it was like the guy was like you know you and you get these uh, NFTs uh, that that cannot be duplicated duplicated and he, and he, oh fuck what the hell did he say i can't remember what he, he said he basically said until you somebody else copies and pastes it puts it on yeah exactly until somebody else copies it and then he goes <laughs> and it was just pretty a, damn glorious. it was funny and it was just like eh, keanu once again proving he's got the the shit together <laughs> He's there. a lot smart. Uh, yes, he's a yeah. lot smarter than people give him credit he's for. He's got it, and and all of his like uh, current and former co-stars say the same thing. He's yes. like, you you don't know how smart he actually is. Yes. So yeah. there there is also yeah. this other thing. Uh, I, uh, there's a sword and sorcery magazine out, Tales from the Magician's Skull, and it, like the name, it's it's really fun. Because they do a nice magazine size, they they produce on that nice old style pulpy paper. You know, they really hit that note. And they did this one hilarious thing where they actually uh, what they called them. I think it was like skull bits, and they're like, "We have these new NFTs. Oh my! <laughs> You're going to get skull bits if you join the Patreon right now. You will get a skull bit." And I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking, "Well, okay, you know, it's." If they're giving it away, you're not purchasing it, I suppose. And he goes, we're doing a new format. They're about the size of coasters. And that's when I realized they were full of shit. They're not doing NFTs. <laughs> they're doing coasters, and they're calling them skull bits and saying they're NFTs. That's hilarious. Which I thought was a beautiful little touch. <laughs> so so two hits on NFTs in that one week. That was cool. Penny, what's your, what's your skull bit? Write to us. Comments at Geeksh. Geekshockpodcast.com. <laughs> you almost did it, didn't you? I you did. almost did it. Well, the thing is, I, I did it naturally, but then I started second-guessing myself. I'm like, am I talking right? I don't know anymore. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Skullbit K. NFT Matt. Blarg. And Deb. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. <laughs> you know, Blarg. I, I, I just want to die. Somebody kill me. I was going to tell you, okay, Penny Arcade's been doing a few humorous comics on NFTs because they're very anti-NFT. Yeah. And uh, Well, someone out there is probably selling their artwork as NFTs as we speak. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, really. But uh, yeah, if you get a chance, you should look at them. They're pretty funny. It was, they're online. That, for that, that, that little clip was funny because he really, he really just was, he, he was just sitting there listening to the interviewer. And then, then he had to stick in the dagger and give it a twist because it was just... What, what's funny is I actually excised two NFT stories out of news you don't give a shit about because I'm like, you know what? We've talked about NFTs enough for a few weeks. Let's give it a little break. But, uh, and then we bring them up. <laughs> well, you know, and it's, I'm bringing it up. It, it's weird because oh, Barry didn't get into a rant. I thought NFTs were Barry's streaming to Matt. I you know? hate NFTs. And I've said all I have to, except... I am curious as to whether or not we could record like a 30 second video of Jeff quietly eating a cookie mm-hmm. and make it an NFT. I don't feel like burning down any forests. <laughs> yeah. No, we're talking the 80s Jeff ASMR. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just you should the, be charging for that. What are you, you know, doing? Relax 
relax and go to sleep. That's a that's a classic so Foley technique for fire. Yeah, there. you say you're that or sitting next <laughs> to the campfire. That sounds pretty dangerous. What? Campfire? There's nothing more relaxing. <laughs> See, aren't you getting relaxed? No. Careful. Peter, Peter Molyneux is about to sell that shit. <laughs> <laughs>